I wonder if there's anyone here from St. Peter's uh, who usually comes, who might have recognised a particular voice doing a reading or two. Um, apologies if you're a guest and you've not come regularly, but there's a guy called Dave Cockrum who is a warden at this um, church and he's been quite ill recently. And so the first reading and that reading uh, were read by Dave from hospital. Uh, and actually you can hear the kind of background sounds of kind of nurses milling around and I actually think, oh, I love that. I love that kind of personal touch. So we wish, we wish Dave uh, well in his recovery. Around 15 years ago, I was working as a manager in a shop. Has anyone heard of Fat Face? It's a great name for a shop. Um, I, I managed a shop called Fat Face, which is the best name for a shop ever. Uh, it was in Leamington. And um, this one particular day, I had to travel by bus to Stratford to go and cover the store over there. Uh, I traveled there. I did my shift. It was all fine. Got back on the bus, got off the bus, and then had to go and meet Debbie, um, my, my wife. Uh, at the time, we, we weren't uh, married. She was my girlfriend, but um, I was going, going to meet her. And uh, I, I wanted to go and meet her out the front of the train station. And um, basically, I had a decision to make. I could either do kind of three sides of a square to get round to where she was, uh, where I was going to meet her, which was well-lit, uh, nice, open, spacious main roads, or I could go down this kind of dodgy-looking, <laughs> dodgy-looking path. Uh, it was kind of a, yeah, dodgy-looking path, leading to a tunnel. And um, guess which route I picked? <laughs> of course, I took the shortcut. Why go the long way when there's a quicker way around there? And um, I headed into the darkness. And it's a decision I immediately regretted. About 30 seconds after getting off the bus, three guys came behind me uh, and were following me. And um, one of them pulled out a knife. This was a while ago. And um, when someone does that, I can tell you, uh, you quickly become Usain Bolt. Uh, your, my running speed upped by about 150%. Uh, and I made the decision to do what anybody would do in that situation, which was to run like stink. Uh, and, and thankfully, I came across relatively unscathed. I fell over at one point, ripped my coat, and um, I lost a few quid, which I kind of left with the muggers. And I don't know if there was some primal instinct within me or what. Uh, but in that moment, in that dark place, being mugged, um, immediately I just wanted to find somewhere light. I didn't really care where it was. It could have been a, a shop or a bus stop or just somewhere with a, under a street lamp, a pub. I just didn't care. I just didn't want to go anywhere that would remind me of that dark alleyway. Anyway, I managed to find a pub. <laughs> that, was my, that was my solution to my problem. I found a pub. It was light. It was bright. Uh, I could make a phone call, tell Debbie I was okay. A uh, bit shaken up. But thankfully, as I said, managed to escape relatively unscathed. But there is something, I think, about the imagery of light, daylight, uh, and the imagery of night and darkness that causes our fears to surface. Um, does anyone else resonate with this, or is that just me? Did you know 
The Andromeda galaxy is our closest neighboring galaxy. Uh, on a clear night, you can see it, actually, just in the sky. I don't know where. I'm not a natural astronomer. But you can see the Andromeda galaxy, this galaxy that is far, far away, in the words of Star Wars. And, and if you are able to travel at the speed of light, which is 300 kilometers a second, it would take you two and a half million years to get there. It's a pretty long way, isn't it? it it's almost unfathomably unimaginably far. It's so far, you just can't even begin to conceive how far that distance is. And yet we can see it without the aid of a telescope. How is that possible, given that it's so far away? Well, first, it's unbelievably bright. That's number one. It's unbelievably bright. Billions and billions and billions of burning masses of fusion in these stars all swirling around together. And secondly, because when viewed at night, um, the night is unbelievably dark surrounding it. That's why you can't see it in the daytime. As Tim sang Oh Holy Night earlier on, and we were confronted by the images on the screen that express both um, the tragedy in the world at the moment, some of the darkness that exists, and the unbelievable beauty of what it means to be human. Uh, and when they're juxtaposed, I think the beautiful images seem almost more beautiful in contrast with the darkness of the bad stuff, and vice versa, in fact. But intuitively, we just have a sense of this, don't we? We have a sense, we just know that some things are dark, some things are evil, some things are tragic, some things are just not the way that they should be. But how do we recognize this? Where does our innate sense of goodness and right and beauty and ugliness and wrong and chaos and sadness and ugliness all come from? Is it just a matter of opinion? Or is there some kind of standard of goodness and beauty that exists somewhere beyond that which we can see? I don't know about you, but I find at the moment that more than any time, I think, in my life, that I'm aware of uh, people having some pretty bonkers views. <laughs> Is that fair to say? I don't know. I th I'm just aware that there's some pretty mad stuff out there, mad ideas, mad opinions, uh, expressed especially on social media. People love to do that. Uh, they're more than, more than happy to express those views as well. But whilst everybody has their opinion, it feels more and more to me that there are a growing number of people that don't just want to hear opinions about things, but they're desperate for something that is concrete and certain and true. What is actually real? What is true? What is truth, you might say? I think people are beginning to realize that not all ideas and ideologies are equally good. And to say that they are would defy logic, and I think we know that. I think what people really want to know when the world can seem so dark uh, and appears maybe to be falling apart to our eyes, it is real and solid answers. I think that's what, what people want now, actually, uh, to life's biggest questions. Like, is there a God? Can we know that? If there is, how can I know him? What is good in an absolute sense and not simply a matter of opinion? Why do I feel guilt sometimes when I do things that aren't good? And is there a way and a place that I can find forgiveness and freedom?
what will happen when I die, and a million other things besides. The outrageous claim of Christianity and the truth at the heart of Christmas is that God himself, the creator of space and time and matter, that Andromeda galaxy that we can see twinkling in the sky, the creator of you and me came into the world. He came among us in the person of Jesus. That's what it means when we say the son of God. In the two readings we heard from the book of John, both um, from Dave, uh, Dave Cockrum, our beloved warden, this evening, Jesus is described as both the word and the light. This title, the word, from the Greek word logos, was this idea that behind the world that we see, there is a creative person and power that not only made the world, but actually helps make sense of the world. It's where we get the word logic from. And in Jewish thought, light had an association of moral perfection and goodness. And in this chapter of the Bible, it says that in Jesus, the word, this logic in our universe walked around as one of us, as a human being. And that this light, this perfect goodness, this perfect morality, this perfect example of what it means to be human became a person and showed us what this looks like. When we look at the situation in Ukraine or in the Middle East or at the moment, or or the, the madness, quite frankly, of a million other incoherent opinions on Facebook or YouTube, it may seem hopeless and dark. But as the surrounding space seems to get darker and darker, The reality is that Jesus, the light of the world, is beginning, I think, to shine brighter and brighter. He begins to make more and more sense as the world becomes more chaotic. The goodness of who he is becomes clearer and clearer. Your church isn't just a place full of good people. (laughs) And if it is, then I've ruined it. (laughs) But put simply... uh, Church is a family of messed up people, a family of broken people, walking together, journeying together, acknowledging their own brokenness, acknowledging the fact that actually without God, without Jesus, we are all just kind of stumbling around in the darkness. And so friends, final comment, be of good cheer this Christmas, because however dark things seem to be, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen.